Today's AV Social talks all about marketing local versus international in AV. We'll also discuss how to break into new markets and maintain market share once you're in. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is AV Social, episode 48, David and Goliath. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Extron, industry-leading technology backed by world-class support. So the old saying says, all politics and all marketing is local. Today on AV Social, we're going to take a look at how marketing your AV company to your local clientele can be accomplished and how we can branch out into new areas and beyond the local. We're also going to discuss how you break out into those new markets and maintain market share once you're in. I'm AV Dawn, Dawn Mead. I'm one of your hosts and this is AV Social. With me as usual this week, we have my lovely co-host Kelly Perkins. Kelly, how are you doing today? I'm wonderful. It's almost Friday. <laughs> exactly. Fantastic. Uh, Kelly, you want to introduce our guest today and get us started on this discussion? Yes, I think today is going to be a lively discussion. Uh, we have Mr. Jeremy Caldera from IAS. He's the CEO. Say hi, Jeremy. Hello, everyone. We also have Nathan Legg, who's the public relations manager of AVISPL. And hello, everyone. <laughs> and, that, and for those of you watching or listening at home, that's AVISPL around the globe. He's not just one little branch, but he's all the branches. So that said, um, in general, local or otherwise, what is the best, most effective way today in 2019 to get your customer's attention? Um, since we're just talked to you, Nathan, how about you? Uh, what, what have you found is the most effective way to reach out to your customers? Sure. Happy to jump in. Uh, so for uh, for one, I don't think there is one magic solution, uh, but uh, you know I, I think it is multifaceted. The most effective marketing, uh, but uh, customers, you know, typically find and digest information in various ways. Uh, so there's, um, uh, I, I guess, the way to answer your question more directly would be maybe there's a, a good digital and content marketing strategy uh, that being the most effective. Um, because I think the ability to reach a wider audience, uh, also to boost brand awareness and trust is, uh, is the big part there. Um, the thing I would say, um, out of all of that, um, I, I think we've all heard the term content is key, uh, king. Uh, so, um, I would agree with that. Uh, the more relevant content, uh, to our current and prospective customers, the more they acknowledge us as the experts in our field, as well as uh, the most trusted. So um, I think that's a, a pretty important part of everything. And uh, and actually, even from a digital perspective, uh, you know, a lot of people start uh, the buying journey uh, using uh, Google or another search engine, um, maybe researching uh, uh, you know, your, um, uh, the, uh, what's it called, <laughs> the products uh, or services that you provide. Um, so that makes uh, SEO very important or a pay-per-click campaign and uh, di uh, different digital ad campaigns as well. Um, those are very uh, effective. Um, the last thing I will share uh, would be, uh, I think social media is increasingly becoming uh, a very impactful marketing tool and that's possibly leapfrogging uh, some company websites as well. 
Um, and that's because everyone is on social, you know, good or bad, you know, between trolls, bots, or kids who are bored AF, you know, uh, company executives, decision makers, organizational leaders, everyone is on there, even the influencers that have their ears. Uh, so um, I think that's a pretty important part of, uh, of marketing today. It's really interesting that you bring that up because I've actually found myself just in the past week, different times, trying to find local restaurants or local whatever the company is. And I go to their website and more often than not, I find more relevant or more up-to-date information on their Facebook page or their, their you know, uh, Insta or their Twitter or whatever. Um, so, yeah, very true. And that's, I, I believe the statistic is something like uh, you know, 70% of uh, B2B buyers use social networks uh, you know, to research products and services. And then uh, even 77, I think it's 77%, this is through HubSpot, I believe. Uh, saying that they don't even speak to sellers before uh, uh, doing any research. So uh, that's this is something that we try to tell uh, our sellers as well. We, we're pushing social selling as a, as a major tool uh, going into the future. So, Nathan, I used to work for a, not a global company, but a fairly national company, mm -hmm. AVI Systems. And I don't know how big your marketing and PR department is uh, at your organization, but what different types of things do you do to really kind of drill down into each market where you are? You know, so like for us, we have to have, you know, when, when I worked at ABI, we had to have, you know, different Google My Business accounts set up for each different location and manage that. And we manage that kind of holistically at, at the headquarters. But what are ways that each of those offices can you know, do some marketing, you know, very targeted. And what are some ways you can, you can do in your office to kind of help, help them with that? So one of the things that we are using um, to help our sellers at a local level is Highspot. Um, if you're not familiar with that, it's more of a content marketing uh, uh, provider. It's, it's a, it's a platform that you can share all of your content uh, with like from a, you know, a global perspective or a, a nationwide perspective, and it could be uh, customized to a, a local level and given to our sellers who can then, you know, not exactly from a click of a button, but, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's something that is uh, easily accessible and um, easily shared uh, to all customers, helping them, you know, share it either through uh, social, email, um, not any type of bulk emails or anything like that, uh, I think we all know that that's uh, going, uh, it, it's becoming uh, riskier by the day uh, to do something like that. Uh, but um, uh, yeah, finding the, those different avenues to get that content that is you know relevant to those local areas is something that we've really pushed recently. Okay. Interesting. To do some research on that. Mm -hmm. uh, Jeremy, you know, feel free to jump in. What, you know, what's your most effective way you get your customers' attention? You're not maybe as... Uh, geographically diverse as as Nathan's territory, but you know at least they're in in Illinois. Uh, IAS has to reach out to their customers. What have you found is a great way for you to reach your customers in the local area? So I'm 99% SEO, right? And I I wholeheartedly believe that that is the one method as far as marketing goes, where any I'm going to say small integrator, and by that I mean anyone under 
$15 million, right? A, or a year. Uh, that's their method for getting out, right? Um, anything beyond that, I would argue is as effective as the yellow pages. And I don't even know what those are, right? Nobody now, nobody nowadays does, right? Right. Six months ago, I got a bill for our yellow page ad, which I quickly removed and sunk that back into my Google strategy, right? Because I didn't want to take that whatever money we were spending on that because I didn't know people still had phone books, right? Um, You're more like phone pamphlets these days. <laughs> you know, the social idea is interesting, right? And I've thought about this and I've tried it and dabbled in it and zero results. I mean, absolutely zero results from that. And I think that it comes down to the simple fact that, yes, I, I agree with all these statistics, 77% of people are doing this and 77% of people are doing that. And you're researching stuff on Facebook and on your social media networks, and you're doing all this other stuff, but that's your day-to-day -day life, right? It's your restaurants, it's your bars, it's your other goods and services, the stuff that you want to research at your home, um, whatever right? It's not what we do as AV integration companies. What we do is, is it's a niche thing, right? And it really is as big as, it, you know, we live, we live and breathe AV every day. So to us, when I say a niche thing within AV, it's some random technology that you're going to sell one or two of, but AV as a whole is niche in the holistic environment that is everybody's everyday life, right? So if you're advertising on social media, how in the heck are you going to target and strategize to hit those key decision makers or those C-level people, whoever it is that's looking for the next conference room or web conferencing suite or huddle space or interactive whiteboard, right? All you can do is a blanket market and hope that you catch that one person, right? And to be fair, it just takes the catch of that one person because that social marketing is really not that expensive on a regional or even state level. So it just does it takes that one person to, to make that sale good. But I mean, every time I've tried, I've never gotten that one person at the very least. My expectation is brand recognition. Right? And right. that's it. Um, I am actually doing a marketing campaign right now. That's very traditional and very against everything that I stand for in terms of advertising right now, which is radio. Right. And I'm not doing it for any other purpose than I sponsored the local fireworks here, which is the largest fireworks show in the state simply for brand recognition and they threw in some radio ads. Okay. I get them free, whatever it's brand recognition. Maybe I'll catch that one person because the everyday people, they don't care. Right. I, I might use a trigger word that'll get them to call us or something like that, but it's not my, my main strategy by any sense of the imagination, but it is true. Exactly what you said, which is people are going to be doing the research through Google. They're going to the search engines. They're looking up video walls. They're looking up web conferencing. They're looking up all these different things. And so for me, it's let's take a targeted approach regionally with certain keywords. Um, make sure we're doing cross analytics with the hidden keywords on my website and making sure that my Google ad is popping up at the top because even keeping anything organic at the top of the screen is a challenge anymore for a company like mine who does not employ a full-time person to manage that. I want to pay $2,000 a month to some outside firm to do it, right? I, it's just not in my budget. So uh, for me, it's, it's strategized with the SEO and that kind of advertising. So, so one thing I would add to that, um, just kind of uh, meshing our two thoughts together, is social uh, does also improve SEO. So that is something that, uh, you know, if it's not from like yeah. a, a social selling level, you're going individual sellers, sure, it might not work. Um, that's a... It's not something that can be done. Um, what's another word for half-ass? Because I can't say that, right? 
<laughs> it's not something that, uh, <laughs> but, it, but but that's that's really the point, you know. It's, it's something that uh, it's it's not only a, a long term thing because you're building trust with an individual that doesn't know you. You're you're trying to become that thought leader again with someone that hasn't met you in real life. It's it's turning those. It's attempting to turn those uh, cold calls into to warm calls, you know, it's, Oh, I kind of know who you are, that sort of thing. It's, uh, it's, you know, I, I might be getting ahead of what we're going to discuss, but it's, it's the way you can kind of personalize yourself and your, in your locality, uh, without actually meeting a person in person. Uh, so, I mean, there, there's a few things that, that I, I think from a social perspective, you know, it, it is tough, especially from a, um, more localized uh, company, but I think it's something that if you're able to uh, provide those assets, um, I think it could be something that's very worthwhile. Yeah, I find it interesting. We came up with this topic to talk about local marketing versus national and global, and it almost, to, to my understanding of our conversation thus far, seems like we're also breaking it up into a different set of divider, and that's size and scale of company. Mm -hmm. um, you know, prior to joining an end user where I am now, I always worked for a small, local, regional, mom and pop boutique size AV integrator, which is more similar to what Jeremy is. You know, he's, he's in his region, kind of that's it. Kelly and Nathan, you both have worked for the large, multi-location, multi-state, in Nathan's case, multinational, giant integrators. And so it almost seems as though our strategy for local or breaking into new markets differentiates based on the size of our company, our resources, our abilities to, you know, because I, I, I do know this, when I was an integrator and doing local and regional, just as Jeremy said, you know, my bosses didn't want to hear, oh, I'm doing something on social again because we got zero hard results from that. And it's one of those soft ROI things that a lot of times smaller integrators can't afford, even though, you know, technically social's free, there's still a cost involved with the time and the manpower and, and, and the energies of, right. of a smaller department <clears throat> to accomplish that. So it's, it's kind of interesting that we're sort of hearing our, our answers based on our size of our companies. Um, well, it's not just the size of your company. It's what you're specifically trying to target, right? Because right, for yeah. me, what's my, your goal? Like what, I mean, ultimately what's yeah, exactly what's the goal, right? Like I don't make a lot of money off a of digital signage on a small regional company, right? There's not a lot of money to be made there because we don't do content creation. That's where the money's at with digital signage. That's not what we do. You get larger integrators. They have content creation divisions. I don't know if you guys do or not, Nathan, but, they have that, right? Uh, for me, my everyday is uh, corporate conference rooms, for example, right? And, and to the side of that is digital signage. You know, I want to have software, codec, agnostic, digital conference rooms, right? Uh, that's where I make most of my money, right? Uh, we'll be doing large-scale churches and things like that because there's full integration services there. So if I'm marketing to that, right, that's far more challenging than the everyday people where the digital signage might be your step into the door, which I acknowledge that is sometimes what you need. Uh, most of the time for me, that's the afterthought because I'm going after the other stuff. So it's, it's just how you target it. And, and like I said, for me, the resources that I want to spend are going to be on the things that are going to make me the most money, not necessarily what's just going to get me in the door. So. Right, right. Makes sense. 
Interesting. So for, you know, breaking up into regions, um, Kelly and Nathan specifically, do you find that the how to approach marketing differs per region? You know, since you are marketing or have marketed outside of region, do you, do you take different approaches in different spaces geographically? I mean, when I worked for ABI, we did, but it was based on, I mean, geography, kind of like Jeremy was saying, who, who are they targeting in that region? You know, Silicon Valley is a lot different than Bismarck, North Dakota, right? <laughs> so it's, you know, it's, it's, it's everything from target audience to what that local office is capable of. Mm-hmm. So some local offices are really strong in, for example, production or broadcast type projects but they don't know a lot about corporate. So they're just kind of, that's, that's kind of their sweet spot. They'll do corporate stuff or, you know, something along those lines, digital signage or whatever, but they're used to doing stadiums and newsrooms and things of that nature. So you have to work really closely with that local office to, to not only understand exactly what, you know, what they can get, you know, what their sweet spot is, the, and their goals, but also what they're capable of and, um, and then kind of take it from there. I think that's, you know, and and get the buy-in because they're not going to, you know, if you come in from HQ and say, you need to do this, 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 or this, they're going to look at you and be like, (laughs) no, thanks. This is, you know, so it's just working closely with them. Yep. I would absolutely agree with that. Um, that's, uh, something where I, I, I know that we're seeing, you know, there's, uh, I, I don't want to call it fatigue, but, you know, it's, it's pretty much that, I guess, uh, with uh, uh, local events, for example. And that's, uh, it might be something that is you know, maybe not the right uh, goal or uh, attacking the right audience uh, for our uh, local offices. So it's really trying to find that uh, what the objective is to get in front of those customers. So, uh, yes, you need to have that local buy-in. So I think that's uh, um, I 100% agree with that. Okay. Um, Jeremy, some are more, I was going to say, sorry, just to piggyback off that, is that, and some offices are more interested in marketing than others. Yeah. You know, and, and... It comes down to ROI. Yeah. For everybody, right? And it's it's arguably hard to give a true ROI on any kind of marketing. That's for sure. I think that's true in general across the board, no matter what market you're in, 90% of markets, right? Of businesses, right? Whether you're selling nuts and bolts to a, you know, for lawnmowers to what we do in, in high-end integration AV, right? How do you clearly get an ROI on marketing? And I don't think there's an easy way to do that. I, I can tell you that you can always promise brand recognition, right? Right. Across the board, I can promise you brand recognition. That's really all I can promise you because I think anything else is, made up numbers. Right. Well, and I think, I think the difference too is that we're a very transactional industry. You know, we're very sales driven and sales is very transactional and very, I like faster than marketing. Right. I mean, the typical cycle in marketing in our industry, you know, to even see, you know, significant metrics is like 18 months, I would say. So it's, you have to be extremely patient and you have to actually start out with metrics too. It doesn't matter what those metrics are, but you have to start out with some sort of foundation, whether it's, I got, you know, we start with, I'm, I hope we get five inquiries a week, 
right? Something like that. And then kind of building on that and then following it. But it's really starting those metrics so you actually have something to measure against so you can see if you're, you know, getting return on investment. Yeah, that's the only way to define an ROI. Right. Yeah. And and then you have to be patient, you know, and do like a 90-day, a six-month, a nine-month, a year-long look back and go, what's working, what's not working. If this, you know, putting an ad in the yellow pages has gotten us nothing, well, let's can that and redirect, you know. And I think – that's the t- I think it's that's where I've run into probably the biggest roadblocks and the biggest challenges in my career is you know proving that ROI, but then at the same time it takes investment and effort and time, which in a lot of companies you don't have that. Mm-hmm. It's true, especially smaller companies. It's like you need to make sure that payrolls come in <laughs> and that <laughs> and that the business is afloat. So it's it's hard to spend that, you know, you know. And us marketing folks, we're pure overhead, and it is, it is for that. <laughs> totally overhead. So it's, you know, it's 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 hard to get that buy-in. But it's so I think it's it's so cool because like even Jeremy being a small organization is like, you're still doing something. <laughs> as much as you love, hate, whatever marketing, it's like you realize that there's some value to it. So you're doing something. You're not just sitting there doing nothing. Well, like for me, I, I can't afford a marketing person. I right. am the marketing person. I mean, I've got 16 employees, but they're programming and installing and project yep. managing, right? I can't afford a marketing guy, right? Um, so that has to be me. And so for me, but I consider my time valuable as well because I'm also running the organization, right? So uh, marketing is just so dang time consuming, <laughs> you know? So. Yes. It's exhausting, right? So it's exhausting trying to figure out all the things that we're talking about, right? So Right. It, it's it is. It's and it's very complex and especially on a budget like this. I was gonna say, and so, it's expensive. Yeah. How how do I maximize you know what I'm doing with this much money, you know? Right. So that Jeremy, was a really good plug until you said it costs a lot. <laughs> <laughs> like you need someone to do all this work, but it's gonna cost you. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's true of anything, you know, you get to yeah, spend absolutely. a little to make a little or make but a like, lot. But like Jeremy said, it's, it's, it's time consuming, which is money, yep. you know, I yep, mean, you absolutely. just think about creating a piece of content, you know, you write a blog, how long does that take? You know, after you put in the effort of, you know, deciding what the blog is going to be, um, interviewing people, coming up with a topic, then writing it, then posting it and then putting it on social media. I mean, just that could take, you know, and in the middle of all that, I'm trying to go to my kid's soccer game and do this and do that. You know what right. I mean? So like for guys like me, that's, that's, you know, I'd rather be doing that. <laughs> you know? oh, and that's the classic entrepreneur catch right there is getting, getting right. your business going and not being able to afford marketing people, but also trying to have a life. Right. <laughs> that is so I, I wanted to ask you, Jeremy, uh, since you are the local guy, so to speak, I, myself included as a, as a local compared to Kelly and Nathan's, uh, wide area expertise, you know, they both said they need to have their local buy-in to do their marketing, but strategy wise, you know, they have to think big picture for all of AVI SPL or all of AVI systems when Kelly was with them. Um, do you find being local, is there a benefit to you in focusing on your localness in your marketing efforts, you know, focusing on being just the guy that knows the area and knows the challenges yeah i mean I'll, I'll be honest with you i i most of my marketing investment that i do like i said is mostly into seo if i do any kind of targeted marketing i actually do it outside of my hometown right yeah. i pick 
cities that are three, four hours from us, right? That, um, because, I mean, there's, there's some competitors that we have here in town. Some of our competitors are actually office supply companies, right? So when they're marketing, which is a lot easier to do to, to market copy machines, and then, oh, by the way, we do AV, and we're already in doing copy machines, right? Okay. Um, you know, I have to, locally, I, I don't want to go up against that. We have, there's only so much business in a small region, right? Okay. Especially like in, within Peoria, right? I've got my key clients. I always want more, but I've got key clients. I, I would much rather go up to Chicago, Indianapolis, St. Louis, over in the middle of Iowa, middle of Indiana, down, you know, and, and just go up into Wisconsin and just kind of branch out to the surrounding states. So, you know, for me, it's, it's local, but it's, it's still regional. And, and what's important there for us is, is, you know, I have to look at what, that those specific markets locally, like even me, if I'm talking about going regionally, I can't even imagine doing it on an AVISBL level, right? Because I still think you need to think local whenever you're doing any kind of marketing. You can't necessarily think with a big picture overall arching strategy unless it's brand recognition. Although I have no idea. Uh, that's just a blind guess as a person who has no, no concept of what it's like to have, you know, 200 offices, right? Uh, I'm just trying to focus on taking, taking a regional approach and there you still have to think local all across the board. So. Interesting. I know from my experience with AV now, granted, this is a little unusual. Uh, you know, I'm not in Peoria or Florida or, you know, anywhere in the Midwest or South, but the DC area, Baltimore, DC, Maryland, Virginia, it's a weird little area. And I know in this area, being able to say, hey, we know this area, we understand the weirdness that is DC, the weirdness and challenge that is the federal government or state governments dealing with the federal government or all the other strangeness that defines the mid-Atlantic region has definitely helped my integrators in the past when we'd focus on that. And Sorry, Nathan, but we could say, well, you could hire an AVISPL or a diversified or a big company, <laughs> but they don't understand what's going on here and what you are facing here in, in, in the DC, you know, in, in the well, DMV, as we call it. The you know, idea so of continuing to pick on Nathan, I completely agree with that. Poor <laughs> <laughs> Nathan's never going to come on anything again. Uh, you know, I mean, I take that. Gloves are on. AVISPL is the world, right? I mean, that's that that's an approach that all the that all the little guys take, right? And, right. And, and to me, I consider the little guys anyone under twenty five million dollars, right? That those are the people who like that's the approach you have to take, right? Yeah. Yeah. So so just to step in uh, and take one for AVISPL. <laughs> bring it on, Nathan. Bring it on. <laughs> no, it, it's we take as much of a local approach as we do global. Um, you know, that's everywhere from our teams, um, you know, our offices uh, to everyone at headquarters. You know, it's whether it's uh, providing a competition between offices or, or, or what have you. Um, it's more of a, you know, it, I don't want to call it a franchise, you know, because we we've really done a lot to kind of break those silos. Um, but it's it's more of a we understand that from a global perspective we need to uh, talk to our uh, team that's local, the team that's on the ground, those that are talking to their customers that are experiencing certain things in certain markets. And we work with them from a global marketing standpoint to work in that, uh, whether it be uh, content, uh, social media, whatever they need 
uh, to make sure that they have exactly what their customers are looking for. Because it's it's just as much about being that global brand as it is being that that local trustworthy company. Because um, you know we we deal with that. Uh, I, I believe. There's a study out there. I don't know the exact uh, percentage or anything like that, but there's a majority of uh, customers who associate small businesses with more quality and that that personalization. Someone that you can kind of pick up the phone uh, and they'll they'll pick up right away. And it's that person, AVISPL provides the same thing because we find that to be a very important thing to have the local feel as much as the global capabilities. So we've we've tinkered with the. uh, with the motto, but it's, you know, it's been something along the lines of, uh, you know, your, your partner um, around the world and around the corner. So that's, that's really the, the way we want to approach it. And it's something that uh, our customers really appreciate as well. So, so I guess what I said at the top of the show is true. All politics and marketing is local, even (laughs) if you're a multinational. (laughs) Agreed. Yep. So just a, a quick once around, um, you know, we're coming up towards the end of our time here, but um, how, for anybody really, how is it different marketing to get into a region? And Jeremy, you even mentioned this, uh, the last question I had for you. How is that different than maintaining a market position or, or marketing once you're already established, entrenched in an area? You know, is there a significant challenge or approach strategy that a strategy approach that's different in trying to break into new spaces versus where you already are? Um, Yes and no. And to be honest with you, I I probably don't handle that. Right. And when I say that, I mean that, you know, I might do a social push on Facebook or something like just for brand recognition because the brand recognition was not there. And then I'll approach the, do it from the SEO front. Right. And you can do it regionally. uh, for SEO, right? And typically companies like me, we're hiring out that third party company to do that, to specialize in that, right? And because they know how to do that, right? I, I don't, like, I don't know the specifics of all those other regions that I'm not, in. I don't even know the specifics of my region when it comes to some of that stuff, right? So um, that's definitely where I rely on, on more of the experts to kind of help us with that. But it's taking that same approach. It's doing it through SEO and driving people to our website. And and one thing that I like to do is, is our company is in a lot of smaller companies and they're very proud of this and, and that's fine. They'll take the approach where, you know, Hey, we're a company from Peoria. We do work here in Peoria. That's fantastic. If you never want to leave Peoria, right? If you go to my website, it'll say, here's where our headquarters is located, but it really says nothing else. All of my vans, they've been rebranded since we rebranded the company. They don't have Peoria written on them anywhere. It's just the website. It's the 800 number. It's whatever, because I don't necessarily want, we get that opposite approach sometimes, right? Where it's, well, you're not from our area, right? We, we don't want to use you, right? I want to take it more from a, we're a regional company and we do this. So let's get that brand recognition. Let's generate that SEO and let's make sure we're not like, you know, making ourselves look smaller. Let's look like a $50 million company when we're only a $5 million company. So. Fair enough. Kelly or Nathan, jump on in. I was just going to say establishing um, yourself in a region is, is definitely a, more work of both, uh, you know, maintaining that reputation is just, uh, you know, that's quite the obstacle as well. But, um, uh, you know, trying to establish yourself in a new region is certainly a, a hard task. Yeah. Cause I think it's, 
you know, you go to, you know, what, uh, what Jeremy shared, it's, you know, SEO is, you know, a, a huge part of that. Um, and especially with the, uh, the algorithms that uh, search engines have now, you know, that kind of favor uh, that localization. Uh, that's a huge part of it. But outside of that, it's, it's a lot of groundwork as well. You have to be out in the, in your neighborhood, get into the community, volunteer, uh, go to networking events, just provide that face uh, to the company uh, as well. Sponsor so fireworks. <laughs> what's that? Sponsor fireworks. That's exactly. Jeremy yeah. mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's all those things just trying to, you know, be a part of the community and, and say that yeah, it, from AVISPL's perspective, you know, it's, Yes, and going back to the, the last uh, topic, but yes, we are global, but we're here for you locally as well. So, you know, just being a part of those civic organizations and things like that is, uh, is very important. Yeah, I think, you know, joining the associations and the clubs and, and you know, whatnot that are relevant to your area helps and, and just reiterating what you guys are saying, being a part of the community. Fantastic. So if you tuned into today's show looking for a magic bullet or a final solution on how to take care of this uh, marketing locally versus um, internationally or what have you, the short answer is there isn't one. <laughs> the short answer is like all marketing, there's a lot of hard work involved. If you're the CEO or, or, or president of a company trying to do it on your own, figure out a way to pay someone to help you out because it's going to suck all the time out of your life and um, be local, be involved. You know, there's no international correct answer. It's, it's knowing to who, where you are specifically, whether it's a single branch office or a thousand branch offices and marketing there. So fantastic. Um, I just want to take a moment to thank everybody for coming on today's show. One thing we always do here on AV Nation at the end of a show is we go around the horn, let everyone take a couple minutes to promo themselves and or their company and where people can find you. So, uh, Jeremy, let's start with you. Where can people find you and where can people find IAS? Uh, I'm on uh, that Twitter thing, whatever it is. It's at Jeremy underscore Caldera. Apparently there is another Jeremy Caldera, so I had to use underscore. And uh, IASTechnology.net is our website. Fantastic. And if you don't know Jeremy, you should. He also volunteers extensively with VIXA. Um, weren't you recently or still the, the certification chair? Nope. I was the chair of the CTS program for the past four years. So most likely everybody has my name at the bottom of the CTS cert. Mark's hanging on the wall behind me. <laughs> uh, turned over the reins to Luke Jordan now, who... Um, Right. He's a character, but he's going to do well. So uh, he's doing that now. So. so if you don't know Jeremy, folks, you should and look him up. Jeremy underscore Caldera on the Twitters. Nathan, thanks for coming on the show. How can people find you and or AVISPL as though they're hard to find? <laughs> so uh, I'm not on social. No, <laughs> um, uh, you can find me. My go to is uh, LinkedIn, uh, Nathan Leg. Um, so weren't, weren't you the guy that just said everything should be going to be on social and you're not absolutely. on social? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I do enjoy LinkedIn. That's uh, that is my go-to. Um, and then I'll just watch different tweets from afar, uh, to get my news. But, uh, uh, yeah, with AVISPL global digital workplace services provider, uh, you can find our company at on Twitter at AVISPL info. 
uh, and also on LinkedIn as well. So a lot of good information on there, content and digital. <laughs> so. Wonderful. Thank awesome. you very much for coming. And Miss Kelly, our lovely co-host, uh, no longer an integrator, working for the association and a foundation. And tell us all about it and where people can find you. You can find me at Kelly P. Perkins on the Twitters, as everyone seems to be calling it, um, and Kelly P. Perkins on LinkedIn. It's Patricia for the P. Patricia. I, I was going to say, tell us about your foundation or where they can find that, you know. Ignite is... is a shameless self-promotion part you're of You're right, show. you're right, you're right. Um, <laughs> the Ignite program, igniteyourcareer.org, to help uh, raise awareness of our industry and get young folks to be excited about the audiovisual industry. Uh, and that's run by NSCA, the National Systems Contractors Association. Because as Jeremy said, we are a very niche industry. We need to let people know we're here. Great organization. <laughs> Plus, we're fun. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you, everyone, for coming. For those of you watching and listening, I'm Dawn Mead at AV Dawn on Twitter. Dawn Mead or AV Dawn on all the other social things. I'm sure you can find me. And since I have now gone to the dark side away from integration world to an end user, I work for a government contractor whose name must be redacted for government and legal purposes. So you won't be able to find me there. Look me up online. Or, of course, always here at avnation.tv on the AV Social Show. Thanks so much for watching. Thanks so much for listening. And we'll see you next time on AV Social. Thank you.